Thanks for coming in, Mr. Mahoney. Do you have your member ID card? Yep, I have it right here in the FEP Blue app. See? Great. It's awesome. The app can also help me find a provider and keep tabs on my deductibles. Okay, can I... Oh, yeah, and my out-of-pocket spending and visit limits, and I can call the nurse line. I'm really glad it does all that, but I only need to see your member ID card. Oh, that's it? Why didn't you say so? Fearless is just one tap away. With the new FEP Blue app from Blue Cross and Blue Shield, you can access your health benefits on the go. Download it now at fepblue.org slash app. You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Vikings on the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Sam Ekstrom. My co-host is Sage Rosenfels. Today's show brought to you by mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Use the promo code LOCKEDON at mybookie.ag. It's a Monday after a Vikings loss, 14-7 against Detroit. Uh, sobering today for a couple of reasons. Obviously, a lot of people tune in here to listen to the Vikings, and uh, you know we'd be remiss if we didn't at least mention the tragedy in Las Vegas. Unspeakable situation, and it seems like the casualty count rising to around 600 just mind-blowing numbers there so pray for las vegas and the thousands that are now affected with their loved ones and friends just a miserable situation and our job here i think is just going to be to provide a diversion from that and all of the, the news coverage that you'll see i'm sure for the next few days there sage rosenfels joins the program sage uh, tough to say good morning on a day like this, but uh, happy Monday to you, my friend. Yeah, terrible news this morning, and uh, man, I don't even know really what to say about it. Uh, just seems like we we had doesn't seem like we've had something like this in a while, uh, and then all of a sudden, boom, it jumps out, and it's uh, it's just the the numbers that we're seeing and the whole situation just is absolutely terrible. And uh, you know, I. Terrorism comes in many forms and fashions and domestic uh, and foreign and in all shapes and sizes. And uh, uh, this is a, a, a terrible, terrible act and, and um, you know, something that our country needs to figure out. we got some big problems and it seems like this is one of them. So, uh, yeah, I guess what we're doing is doesn't mean anything compared to all this stuff, but it is a distraction for people who, um, would rather not have that on their mind all day long as it uh, as it will be of a lot of America on their minds all day long. Yep, it's really close to home when it's in your own country, as a, and it shouldn't necessarily be that way when it's in another country, but it always hits a little harder when it's on your own soil. So thinking about Las Vegas today for sure, um, I think from the Vikings' standpoint, win or lose yesterday, the overshadowing news would be the Dalvin Cook ACL tear. I don't think it was a shock to anyone when Mike Zimmer confirmed it today. That's what it looked like on tape. That's what they were fearful of after the game. And the news was confirmed about an hour and a half ago. Mike Zimmer said it is an ACL tear. So Dalvin Cook's prolific start to his rookie year is done. He was on pace to be uh, have a better rookie year than Adrian Peterson. And all it takes is one play, non-contact, to shatter a lot of the hopes for Dalvin Cook's rookie season. And I think it really gives the Vikings a hit as a team as well. 
Oh, he, he was quickly becoming uh, a sort of a superstar uh, on this team and in the NFL. I mean, people were seeing, you know, when this guy was, was getting the edge and getting a little bit of space, uh, he had unbelievable burst and speed, uh, and he was durable. I mean, he was he was running the ball inside the tackles. He were, They were throwing him screen passes. He could catch the ball at the backfield. Uh, this guy was, was becoming a special, special running back. And as you said, no surprise, based off of what it looked like on TV when he made that cut and uh, he immediately grabbed his knee. And um, I I believe something like 70% of ACL tears are non-contact. We always think it's, you know, somebody, uh, a helmet diving into a knee or a a player getting, you know, offensive lineman, a D lineman falling on the back of their legs and somehow tearing their ACL, which does happen, but actually 70% are, are placed just like this, these, these tremendous cuts. Uh, there's a lot of force, uh, and, and in particular on this turf, you know, this field turf where you know that fake grass does not give. You stick your foot in the ground on a very violent cut, uh, and it's not going anywhere. And all of that force goes into your ankles, it goes into your knees, goes into your hips, and sometimes um, uh, you know ligaments or or whatever tendons tear uh, because of that force. You know, if it was grass and you made a really really violent cut, the grass would you know, kick out from underneath its cleat, uh, but this turf does not do that. So I feel like I see it more uh, on this field turf type stuff than the natural grass. But uh, a huge loss for the Vikings, um, huge, huge loss because he, he was doing so many things for this team. Uh, teams were, were really respecting him uh, w- with the run and all the things that he did. He was getting extra uh, extra attention defensively, which is which has opened up things for Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen and guys in the passing game. So really bad loss for the, for, for the Vikings and, and something that will, you know, have an effect for them the rest of the year because there's just no one to fill his shoes. No, and Latavius Murray and Jarek McKinnon, his backups are not necessarily at 100% right now. Jarek McKinnon had a little ankle twinge yesterday. We'll, we'll see how he fares at practice this week. And then Latavius Murray spoke today in the locker room, and he admitted that, He's still not quite 100% off of his ankle surgery. He still thinks he can play at a high level, but he said there's still a little bit of soreness, and and even he isn't 100%. So I'm assuming a timeshare probably between McKinnon and Murray. We saw seven carries worth of Murray yesterday for 21 yards, and you already see just the slip in explosiveness, and Dalvin had that big playability that I'm not sure Latavius Murray can deliver. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respect journalists take on this debate read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst sage our predictions for vikings lions weren't exactly spot on sometimes we're hit or miss on this show but you know what i tell people when you're picking games it's not necessarily who you pick it's where you pick it's where you bet so that's why i tell people to go to mybookie.ag they've been in the business for years their rep is rock solid they do 100 cash bonuses So you're making money and you're doing nada. They have the fastest payouts, just two business days. So if you know who's going to win, lay down the cash and win big today. I only recommend services that are good to me 
and I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie because when you win, they pay. They have great in-game live betting, rewarding player perks, and an all-new seamless mobile site. Join now, and MyBookie will match your deposit with up to a 100% bonus. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to activate offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. The secondary nature yesterday is the, the loss itself. You know, the Vikings losing 14-7. to Tons of missed opportunities on both sides of the ball. You, you had a number of interceptions that went in and out of the Vikings' hands including one in the end zone uh, with Trey Waynes. They lost a whole bunch of field position as a result of those missed interceptions, even though the Lions were punting most of the time afterward. And uh, offensively, you know, you've got a third and goal at the three. And this is what I want to talk to you about, Sage, because you're the quarterback of the two of us. Case Keenum said he got fooled. He It was an empty set, third and three. The Lions had a zero blitz, and he didn't set the protection right. In fact, he changed it to the wrong protection, and Anthony Zettel came in unblocked for the sack. Have you looked at that play a little bit, and, and do you do you understand maybe where Keenum was coming from, what he thought he saw, and how he got fooled? Yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely you know saw what what he was seeing, and and you know sometimes uh, in particular backups, you know, you're on so many teams, and and uh, there's so much going on, uh, and and offenses some sometimes sometimes start to bleed into each other, and uh, you know not on that play he had the line slide one way and. More often than not, when you when you change a protection and, and have the line slide from, say, a mic protection to now they're going to slide to the will linebacker who might be on the edge and blitzing, something like that, um, usually on the opposite side, the opposite side's tackle, he's not part of the slide. He's generally still you know, sort of blocking big on big. He's still blocking that defensive end. Uh, but, but also every team has uh, a protection where it truly is a full five-man slide protection where everyone's coming down. Uh, usually have a, a running back or a tight end now blocking that defensive end, uh, and, and the Vikings did not have that. So uh, I'm not sure if he got sort of his wires crossed on the, you know, whether there's a, you know, sometimes they, they might be calling a, a Rip or a Liz or a Roger or a Larry or whatever it might be, and, and sometimes I think beyond multiple teams you get those wires crossed in the middle of, an, of a really, really important play, and that's what seemed like it happened with him. Obviously, he, he, he called the wrong protection which left the defensive defensive end absolutely unblocked, which you know makes everyone looks bad, look bad, looks amateur, you know, makes the coaches look bad, but it just shows a significance on just those slight uh, little changes and then how they can, uh, you know, m- make it look like a fool out there. So that that was a really big play in the game. Obviously, the fumbles, um, the three fumbles were probably the biggest story of the game, uh, in, in my opinion. And uh, and and so you, you can't win with a backup quarterback with three fumbles uh, against a good football team, and and, uh, that's what happened to the Vikings yesterday. Yeah, that third and goal was – it's funny because you've got Remmers there at right tackle. He's basically staring at Anthony Zettel, and he did what he was supposed to, and he went inside and and played the guard and let Zettel go by. Now, he did what he was supposed to do. It's just – it's frustrating to see that he could have easily handled that block, but the wires got crossed. Like you said, I asked – Mike Zimmer about it today. What ha- what did he think happened there? And Keenum thought that some of those guys were going to drop in coverage because the Vikings had five guys out wide. And of course, uh, you know Keenum admitted too that he's got to throw that ball quickly. Here he's got he's got to be hot with the throw 
because when they're blitzing and there's five guys wide, there's probably going to be somebody open. So uh, missed opportunity for the Vikings. Then they went for it on fourth down, didn't convert, got the ball back late. Adam Thielen fumbled. And the whole second half, and really from the time that Cook went down, it was just a series of unfortunate events, a comedy of errors. You've got a wildcat snap that went awry, a missed field goal from 39 yards by Kai Forbath. Like I said, a couple missed interceptions as well. It was a weird game defensively for the Vikings because they held Detroit to 14 points and 11 of them were off turnovers, but some poor tackling and some missed opportunities for interceptions. How much of it do you put on the defense, if any, yesterday? Well, not much. I, you know, this defense has a very high uh, level of expectation for themselves. So, you know, they feel like they can go out there and basically win games by themselves. But, you know, football is a uh, is a sport that's offense, defense, and special teams. And yeah, the defense could have played better, but at the end of the day, they gave up 14 points, 11 off turnovers, and uh, they could have gotten some turnovers, absolutely. But they did their job, and I believe Case Keenum did his job too. He screwed up that that one play, but. He didn't turn the ball over. Uh, he completed a lot of his passes, threw for over 200 yards. The three fumbles kills them. You know, they're up 7-3 at halftime, and as a Vikings fan, you got to feel pretty good, you know, against a very good opponent, uh, up 7-3 at halftime. Defense is playing great. Offense is doing some good things. They go wildcat, uh, which is a bit surprising because I didn't think they really needed to get into that type of game because they've been, I said, the offense has been doing a lot of good things. They go wildcat, fumble. Uh, and then, and then obviously the, the fumble later on with the Dalvin Cook ACL injury, and and so um, the, the second half just sort of uh, the offense sort of imploded uh, from that perspective. You can't turn, you just can't turn the ball over. You can't turn the ball over in your division. Uh, the chances of winning games when you have a you know minus two or minus three turnover ratio are about 10%. It just doesn't happen very often, no matter what all the statistics, the rest of the game, and all these other things you get into. If you just look at you know, 2-0 or 3-0 or 3-1 uh, turnover uh, ratios, um, you lose those games in the NFL 80, 80, 90% of the time. And that, that was the difference in that game yesterday. It certainly was. Vikings lose 14-7 to against the Detroit Lions. The Lions lead the NFC North now. They're tied with the Green Bay Packers at 3-1, and and the Vikings are 2-2. Uh, two and two. Last one on yesterday's game, Amir Abdullah. Holy cow, for the Detroit Lions, career high, 94 rushing yards. And there were times in that game when you could have convinced me if I had not been familiar with the NFL and you told me that he was the best running back in football, I might have believed you. He was slippery. He was shifty, untackleable. His touchdown, the lone Detroit touchdown, came on a fantastic second effort where he broke a tackle and lunged and reached across for the TD to give Detroit the lead. That was really Minnesota's kryptonite. If, if there's another knock on them defensively, Abdullah made huge plays for the Lions and just just enough for them to score 14 points. Yeah, there, there were multiple Vikings who missed him in the open field. Kendricks uh, missed him, uh, I feel like, at least twice. Uh, on He's a most, really a sure-handed tackler. And he's, you know, I live in Omaha here, and obviously he's a, he's a Nebraskan. Uh, he's a Nebraska old Nebraska football player, Amir Abdullah. So they absolutely loved him here. He is a special little back. I mean, uh, the Bears uh, also have one in Cohen, uh, who's a who's a rookie, who's a smaller guy. And you know, those small running backs have who have speed, great balance, and yet can be physical enough to 
uh, to, you know, to run people over a little bit. Amir Abdullah is a special back, and uh, he didn't go over 100 yards, which I think is that's the 56th straight game that the Detroit Lions have not had a 100-yard rusher. But he's a good back, and if he can stay healthy, he's going to have a nice long career. Say, tell us about your thescore.com story for the day. Um, I, I all too frequently forget to promote this, and you do a really good job with it. So what's the uh, story today? Well, today I'm writing about sort of the surprises of the NFL, you know, so far this year. I, I, maybe not even surprises, but sort of main stories that I feel through the sort of the first month of the season uh, that uh, yeah, that should be, uh, you know, talked about. Um, you know, and, and this will, of course, these types of stories change as the year goes on. You know, like the Los Angeles Rams right now, 3-1. and one. They've got a legitimate chance of winning that division, the, the NFC division. NFC West division is not great. Obviously, you have Seattle. San Francisco's terrible. Um, so the Rams have you know, they've always had a pretty good defense under Jeff Fisher. Uh, defense and special teams, but their offense were just putrid uh, last year and, and really the previous years. And all of a sudden, man, Sean McVay has come in. All of a sudden, this quarterback, Jared Goff, looks pretty good. Uh, Gurley is looking you know, better than he did as a rookie. And when he was bad last year, too. So, you know, man, what a difference a year makes as far as coaching. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are a great story right now, 3-1, and one, uh, leading the AFC East, which no one would ever think after a month. Man, the Bills are leading the AFC East, and the Patriots are 2-2. Two and two. Uh, and, and, you know, there's there's some other stories out there. The Chargers, that's a big story. People aren't talking about it a lot, but, you know, they're getting 20,000, 25,000 fans at the, these games at a soccer stadium in Los Angeles, and about half of those fans, if not more, were Philadelphia fans this weekend. Uh, that that's a big story that I'm sure the NFL doesn't want to talk about. Uh, and, and the Chargers are 0-4, which is, doesn't help either. I mean, it's sort of a worst-case scenario that uh, you're building this new stadium for this new team trying to build a fan base, and uh, you, you like to have the team winning, especially in a city like Los Angeles, who are going to be fair-weather football fans. They're not going to show up to a team that's consistently one of the worst in the NFL. So that's a major story. So there's a few other ones out there. But, yeah, sort of the what I feel is like the top five uh, sort of stories for the first month of the season. Well, Sage, I know your time is in high demand. You have big national radio interviews to do this afternoon, so we'll let you go. Talk to you on Wednesday about Mitch Trubisky, the presumed starter for next Monday night's game. Sounds great. Looking forward to it. Should be a great game on Monday Night Football. All right. It's Sage Rosenfels. My name's Sam Ekstrom. This is Locked on Vikings. This episode was brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Get into all the action there, and they can match your initial deposit with up to a 100% bonus. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst.